ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. We're kicking off things for your Monday, August 2nd. Welcome in to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You can be a part of the program by calling us on the White Call phone lines. 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Hard Seltzer. It is made here. Also, you can join me on Twitter. Uh, not sponsored at this time. However, I am entertaining offers. At Paul Swan, you can interact there with me. And we always invite you to join us on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. How are you guys doing out there? Uh, it's a Monday. That means we're kicking things off. Uh, I'm excited this week. Uh, going to be on vacation next week, so uh, I will be off the program next week. Luke Creasy is going to be stepping in for me. i got to finalize all the details, but Luke, of course, um, former producer of this show, now with the Herald-Dispatch, so he's going to be filling in with me uh, for me on next week, so looking forward to that. I told him already, I already know his guest lineup is probably going to be uh, Tim Stevens, Grant Trailer, Chuck Landon, anybody else from the uh, Herald Dispatch or HD Media Sports Department. So I pretty much know already what his show is going to look like. So I want to thank him ahead of time. Uh, He's going to be stepping in next week. For me, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. We're getting closer, of course, to football season, and um, we're getting closer to the start of camps all across the college football landscape. Recruiting continues, and a couple – of 2023 offers going out this weekend. Mondrell Dean and Mari Lalton, you might know those names, are a couple of defensive linemen. South Charleston, so some local products there. And the good news is they're making their visit to Marshall on Saturday. Coach Huff making offers because that's what he does. Coach Huff loves to make offers. And so you get... The 2023 class starting to build up. You know that. And also, today, Coach Huff retweeting, so that means um, he was happy with it, uh, Raekwon Goldwaite. He received an official offer from Marshall University. And so Marshall continuing to try to build up the 2022 class, the 2023 class, never stops. And that's the thing with, um, really, you see with the Thundering Herd, Marshall has been pretty active on the social medias. That's the thing that I think is really exciting a lot of people is because Marshall has never been this active on social media when it comes to all the recruiting you just follow Coach Huff, that's pretty much all you need to start things out. I mean, of course, you're going to supplement that with uh, with other places and other sources. But still, uh, Coach Huff will let you know quickly uh, if the herd is getting bigger. And that's the one thing I think Marshall has uh, missed is uh, having coaches that are more in tune with social media. So that's uh, your recruiting update. Uh, we're going to get into the CBS Sports 130 today. That hitting the publication, Marshall and West Virginia, ranked 38th and 70th. West Virginia coming in at 38, Marshall 70. Now, of course, this thing will go up and down all season long, and uh, we'll really break it down where Conference USA is as far as these teams are concerned. It's interesting, to say the least, because of the fact that 
Marshall, so many unknowns. you got a new coach coming in. You've got a lot of key components coming back. Uh, if you look at Conference USA as a whole, you might understand why Marshall is 70th, though. That might be a big reason here. We're going to look at those. Also, I've got the non-conference schedule, the D1 opponents at least. Appalachian State coming in at 43. So Marshall will be the underdog in that one if this is an accurate representation of rankings. East Carolina, 88th. So Marshall should be favored in that one, again, if we're going by rankings alone. And Navy comes in at 100. And again, if we base it just on this ranking, we're going to see Marshall favored in that contest against Navy. Of course, uh, we'll wait to see what the Vegas odds makers have to say before we declare anyone a favorite. But it looks good. Marshall will have a tough one against Appalachian State. Marshall right now, if you go by this and use this as the gospel, Marshall favored against East Carolina and Navy. You would think anyway, it will be tougher against East Carolina than Navy if you go by these rankings. Again, this stuff is way too early. It's fun to talk about, but once we get actual football going and we see a couple of weeks, two, three weeks of football, have a better idea of where these teams really stack up. Top 25, no shocker here, according to CBS and their Sports 130. Alabama is number one, followed by Clemson. Then Oklahoma, three. Ohio State at four. Georgia coming in at five. Iowa State, six. Texas A&M at seven. North Carolina, eight. Oregon is ninth. Notre Dame is 10th. Cincinnati is eleven. Florida comes in at 12, and then you have Wisconsin on the second half at 13. LSU is 14. Miami of Florida, 15. USC, 16. Then Penn State comes in at 17 with Iowa at 18. Texas at 19. Washington at 20. Indiana at 21. Utah at 22. Ole Miss at 23. Arizona State, 24. And Louisiana at 25. So that's what the... Top 25, again, looking at CBS Sports 130, what their numbers say. So what's that tell you? Of course, Alabama still king of the hill until otherwise. Clemson, the challenger to the throne. And then you have Oklahoma. Oklahoma right now 9-2, and two, um, looking at the record last year, right? Oklahoma could still get into this playoff every single year just about almost guarantee a lock every year, get into the playoff if the Big 12 was where Oklahoma wanted to stay. A lot of this has to do with the fact that the Big 12 is last in the pecking order as far as television is concerned. That's the impression also. You know what? Those 11 a.m. kickoffs apparently really irked Oklahoma. Kicking off at 11 a.m. You're kicking off at 11 a.m. because you're catering to a noontime audience, and, of course, you've got Fox. And I think their big noon Saturday show has really taken off. To be fair, it's really been a challenger, a fair, interesting challenger to game day, and I think that's great. We need that in college football. We need more viable options, more competition. I think that's fantastic. I'm here for it. I appreciate competition. It makes me better, it makes the other person better, or it makes the other entity better. It makes you or company try harder. I mean, competition's great. Nobody's afraid of competition. We all love it. But right now in college football, you don't have that competition. It's not there. It's gone. 
it's pretty much ESPN. Now, granted, I mean, we're an affiliate of ESPN Radio, so we enjoy the perks and the benefits of being an affiliate of ESPN Radio. We get great college football games. You know, when we don't have a Marshall game, I've got college football all over the place. I can I can bring you on the radio. I mean, it's fun. It's great. It's it's a one-stop shop for college football just about, but at the same time, you know, you're giving a lot of power to ESPN on the TV side, especially when it comes to the playoff. I mean, what can ESPN do to improve ratings? Already, ESPN has the college football playoff. What does that mean? They've got the crown jewel. They've got the crown jewel when it comes to college athletics. I mean, it's different for every other sport, right? It's completely different for every other sport because you look at what is happening here and you see that there's no competition for the grand prize. So college athletics is kind of losing out on some of this as a whole. I mean, why would you bid on college athletics? Why would you go after college athletics or at least college football when you don't have an opportunity to carry the crown jewel? Because ESPN has got that contract locked up until the 2025 season. So college football playoff, it's a TV contract. ESPN has it through 2025. They've got everything. they got the playoff games. they got the New Year's Six Bowls. they got everything. Remember, once upon a time, you wake up on a New Year's Day and you would have college football all across the television landscape. And now, we don't do that as much. We don't see that. And college bowls, pretty much it's an ESPN schedule, and that's about it. Bowls are on ESPN or ESPN channels for the most part. There's that fair, you know, there's that rare exception. It's out there. But for the most part, college football has condensed into ESPN television. Now, the SEC is going to be an ESPN thing. And so how do you improve what you have? How do you bolster the numbers you have? Because it's not going to get any bigger. Well, if you believe reports, you're going to see ESPN kind of maybe try to reshuffle this thing a little bit and take more power or at least improve its properties and its product. So with all that said, the SEC is going to be the biggest kid on the block, right Well, it might be the biggest kid on the block, but there is strength in numbers. And I'm not talking about just adding teams to your conference. There's strength in numbers. Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith coming out, telling Yahoo Sports, I think the pause button should be hit. And this was in reference to the playoff and advancing the 12 teams. He said, we need to evaluate the landscape and what it's going to look like. We still need to evaluate the 12-team playoff. We don't need to rush into that when there's legitimate concerns that needs to be addressed. So he's got concerns. He says, look, we've got to address these concerns. So what's that mean? That means when the TV contract comes up, maybe you bring some more partners in. Maybe you, you don't change this thing until it comes up and then you, you bid this thing out. Because what happens when you have one media partner? They control it all. The NBA has multiple media partners. The NFL has multiple media partners. Major League Baseball has multiple media partners. The NHL in North America has multiple media partners. And in the United States now has Turner, 
and ESPN. So you have two entities, two major entities, that will both have access to the playoffs, the postseason. They will rotate the Stanley Cup, sort of like we do with the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is obviously the crown jewel of the NFL, and all the media partners, for the most part, get a shot at that. It gets rotated in. Why not in college football? Not because it's not possible. It's because it's a landscape that has not allowed a collective voice. I mean, college football cannot get its act together when it comes to doing what is best for college football. College football is, and, and we've talked about this time and time again, it is a collection of kingdoms and serfdoms and in city-states. It is a collection of individual empires. There are 130 empires right now. It's like a game of risk. You ever play risk and you're trying to take over territory? It's sort of like risk right now. Or for you computer gamers, civilization. It's like trying to play a, a game of Civ. And so you have every single athletic department looking out for itself and itself only. Now you'll have a collection of them come together at times, but those are called conferences and they're basically coming together for safety and numbers. What does that mean? Now, you'll have Big Ten schools that are more trying to align with other schools. You'll have SEC schools that are trying to align for a collective benefit. But at the end of the day, if something benefited Ohio State more so than the rest of the Big Ten, it's going to take advantage of it. Same thing for Oklahoma. Oklahoma found a benefit for itself along with Texas, and it didn't matter what that would do to the college football landscape or what that would do to the Big 12. It did not matter. Oklahoma and Texas decided to part ways with the conference because they didn't want to be on the outside looking in wherever that may be. So now you got Gene Smith coming out and just saying, look, we got to evaluate this thing. What's it going to look like? we got to evaluate this playoff. We can't just rush into it. And I think a lot of it has to do with TV. I mean, what if the other conferences all came together and said, look, okay, this is how it's going to be. There you are over there, SEC, and that's great. you got all these great teams, but you're not going to get an extra bonus benefit from this necessarily because the Big Ten isn't going to sit by and be left out. And now you know this playoff allows for the top champions, right? Top conference champions. I can't imagine any scenario where the Big Ten champion is not among the champions that get the, again, it's not an automatic bid, but the top champions will get into the higher seeds. I can't imagine any scenario at this moment that would not include the Big Ten, but at the same time, you're not going to see these conferences put a system together that's going to hurt their standing. The Big Ten's not going to do anything that's going to impact the Big Ten. Same thing with the SEC. Same thing with the ACC. It's not going to happen. But I think we're going to see uh, sort of a, uh, we're going to see dividing lines here real soon. It might be the SEC and it might be ESPN. It might be Fox and the rest of the college landscape. I mean, where's the ACC fall on this? Because ACC is definitely not getting the kind of money that the SEC is getting. 
That's for sure. It's getting good money, but it's not necessarily getting SEC-level money. It's maybe shortchanged a little bit. We'll see. I want to get into this um, this ranking here. You got Thundering Herd at 70 in the CBS Sports 130. Again, preseason numbers, they mean nothing, absolutely not a single thing. But they're fun to talk about. We'll go over what Conference USA looks like. We will get your phone calls in. You can be a part of the program at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. That's the number to call the White Claw phone lines. More coming up. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Marshall University coming in at number 70 in the CBS Sports 130. Where's Rust Conference USA rank? Welcome back to The Drive for Monday, August 2nd. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Would you believe Marshall is the second highest team coming out of Conference USA, according to CBS? Now, these rankings are going to they are going to change throughout the year. They're going to change throughout the year. They're going to go up. They're going to go down. And again, their preseason rankings, they're just rankings. Not really a major factor in anything other than the playoff committee will have its own rankings. So these numbers don't mean anything, but they're fun to talk about, right? And we see Marshall is considered the 70th best team in the country. That's pretty good here. Where is UAB? Well, UAB, UAB right now, it's good to be the king. And when you're the king, everyone expects you to keep the throne as long as you can. And UAB right now is considered 63rd best team out of Conference USA. All right, 63, that's not terrible. That's not bad. That's not great, but it's not bad. I mean, look, Appalachian State is 43rd. What does that mean? And that means the Sun Belt's getting a little bit more love. That's what a lot of that means. Seriously, that's what that's what a lot of that has to do. It, it's because it's where you are regarded at as far as your conference is concerned. I mean, Coastal Carolina, Coastal Carolina is 31st. So Appalachian State's 43rd. Coastal Carolina is 31st. And in comparison, Kentucky's 35th in these things. As I mentioned, West Virginia is 38. But Appalachian State 44. And you got to scroll down a little bit before you can find me in Ball State's 50th. Ball State's 50th. I mean, you look and go down the list and go down the list. And then they finally you see UAB. Uh, UAB is ahead of Toledo at 64, and UAB is below San Jose State. But Marshall is ahead of a lot of teams. Marshall is ahead of Air Force, Houston. Wyoming, Michigan State. Marshall's ahead of Michigan State. There you go. Marshall's ahead of Tulane. Marshall's ahead of Washington State. Marshall's ahead of Maryland. And Marshall's ahead of the rest of Conference USA. And that begins with UTSA at 78. So UTSA at 78. And then you got to go down a little bit. You see Fresno State, Rutgers, Illinois, Army, Oregon State, 
Buffalo, you got to go down a little bit before you find Louisiana Tech at 85. So that's not terrible. A couple of teams later, in between Louisiana Tech at 85 and FAU at 87, you got Georgia Tech at 86. So if Georgia Tech can be 86, FAU and Louisiana Tech are right there. That's not terrible. And as we mentioned, East Carolina is 88. But you got to go down the list a little bit more before you find the next conference USC. I mean, you, you have to scroll down a bit. You got to scroll down past Western Michigan. You got to scroll down past Duke. You got to scroll down past Ohio. And Hawaii is above Ohio. You got to scroll down past South Carolina, Arizona, Troy, Syracuse, Georgia State, Central Michigan, Georgia Southern, Navy. You have to scroll down past Navy at 100 before you get to the next Conference USA team. And that team, believe it or not, is Western Kentucky. So Western Kentucky, the 101st best team, according to CBS's 130. And it starts getting worse from here. Southern Miss is 109. And the teams ahead of Southern Miss at 109. You get Arkansas State ahead of them, New Mexico, Eastern Michigan, Vanderbilt, Kent State. Miami, Colorado State, those teams are ahead of Southern Miss. Rice comes in at 111. So a couple of spots down from Southern Miss. South Florida is in between there. And then you start scrolling a little bit more. You see it's going to start piling up soon with Conference USA teams. Rice, 114. Middle Tennessee, I'm sorry, Rice, 111. Middle Tennessee, 114. Kansas is ahead of Middle Tennessee State. Charlotte's at 115. And you throw Utah State in at 116 before you get to FIU at 117. And then you got North Texas at 118. They're 130 in here. And you're thinking, which team's 130? UMass is 130. But you go down the list. UConn at 119, Texas State at 120, Northern Illinois at 121, South Alabama 122, UNLV at 123, New Mexico State at 124, Akron 125, Louisiana Monroe 126, UTEP at 127. And that is only followed by Bowling Green at 128, Old Dominion at 129, and then you got UMass. So you have five teams in the top 100. No teams in the top 50. Five teams in the top 100. And from 101 down, the bottom 30, you have Western Kentucky, Southern Miss, Rice, Middle Tennessee, Charlotte, FIU, North Texas, UTEP, and Old Dominion. You have nine teams in the bottom 30. You have two teams in the bottom 10. You have a problem in Conference USA. Bottom 20, the bottom 20, you have seven teams in the bottom 20. 
Not a good look for Conference USA. It's going to be hard to make a case for the top teams in Conference USA if things go as planned because of the bottom teams. And that's where UAB, Marshall, you got UTSA rising. You hope Louisiana Tech can be a riser. You hope FAU can be a riser. You hope that these top teams can rise and maybe pull up the rest of Conference USA, but that's going to be the problem here because UAB could win its side, and you look at UAB's schedule and you go, okay, that's great. Uh, Look at their opponents. Look at their conference schedule, which they can't do anything about. Same thing with Marshall. It behooves Marshall to have a good FAU. It behooves Marshall that Western is good. It behooves Marshall to have Middle and Charlotte and FIU good. And Old Dominion, you want Old Dominion to do well. And so when you play your non-conference schedule, if Appalachian State's your highest-ranked opponent outside of UAB, because you're hoping you see UAB again, right? You hope you see UAB again. You, you want to see UAB. You want to get to that championship game, and there they are, UAB. You, you, you want to kind of get that taste out of your mouth, right? Right? Yeah, you do. You want to get that taste out of your mouth quickly. And so how do you do that? Because you're supposed to win against NC Central. And you have a shot, if you go by the numbers, against Navy and East Carolina. And Appalachian State's going to be a tough one, right? So you hope they're good and you get a win there. And then you're going to be playing Middle Tennessee, which is bottom 20 here. Old Dominion next to the bottom. Then you got North Texas, which... They're pretty good in my mind, but they're considered 118. And then you get FIU, which is 117. And then you get FAU, which is 87. So you're getting better. It's tougher. And then you got UAB. You got UAB. You're thinking, man, I'll see them twice. Maybe, maybe see them in the championship. But you want to get them, though, right? You want to make sure you get them again? Have you ever wanted an opponent twice? I do. I want them in a championship game. I'm not going to accept anything else. I hope that UAB gets two losses on on the schedule and that both Marshall. That That is what I'm hoping for. I hope Marshall and UAB, I'm hoping it's, within a short time between November 13th and the Conference USA Championship game. And UAB, with their schedule, I'm hoping UAB comes in to that event undefeated. I, I don't want to blemish on them. It's going to be tough, though. It, it's it's going to be really tough because they might have some, um, they might have some, some challenges on their schedule as well. I really believe that you look at the West, and it's it's going to be better, I think. Honestly, I think it's going to be better on the West side. I think it's going to be more challenging on the West side. And you look at their schedule. Um, Jacksonville State, okay. Uh, Georgia. North Texas. Tulane. Liberty. And then they get into the conference schedule. 
So I, I don't know if they're going to be unscathed, but if they could get a few of those, if they could be really respectable against Georgia or win that game, upset them, and then get everybody else, that would be fantastic. But, again, this is fun to speculate because we don't know what's going to happen. Can't predict this. All I know is Marshall, the toughest opponents on Marshall's schedule right now are, according to these rankings, and, again, another set of rankings can come out and, and it can be completely different, but the toughest schedule right now, the toughest opponents are Appalachian State, UAB. Every other opponent on Marshall's schedule is regarded as being rated or ranked lower than the herd. Talk about expectations. And, of course, Coach Huff would call that rat poison. So I'm not going to feed him that rat poison. He doesn't want to hear it, doesn't want to taste it, doesn't want his, his players to hear that rat poison. This stuff doesn't matter. It's great and all, but it's rat poison to him. So we're, we'll not issue the rat poison to Coach Huff. Still, as fans, you're sitting there going, well, if, if Marshall is regarded as one of the best teams in Conference USA, you're going to lose your mind when Marshall loses a game in Conference USA, right? Fair. Phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Twitter, at Paul Swan. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Thanks for joining us on this Monday, August 2nd here at The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Going to have a fun week. High school football is uh, getting ready. West Virginia camps are over. It's practice now, right? No more of the seven-on-seven stuff. You know, we're getting back to the real stuff. And so... Uh, we're going to talk to Billy Seals later this week. We're going to try to uh, bring some other coaches on throughout the next few weeks as we get you ready for high school season. The Huntington Highlanders, of course, uh, Billy Seals, he's done an amazing job with that program. He turned it from a program that should be a contender to a program that is a contender. And with the way last season went, I'm sure that there's a, just a sour taste in a lot of coaches' mouths as far as how the season progressed, all the restrictions that you had to go under. And we still don't know if it's going to rear its ugly head back. That's the best I can do because I don't know if we're going to see sort of a a repeat of what we saw last season to a degree. Is it going to be better? Is it going to be worse? We don't know. And that's some of the direction I'm getting now from – it's wait and see. We'll see what we'll see what things look like. I would think it'd be in your best interest to uh, you know at least be a little stringent. Make sure you keep your your players healthy as they can. Keep everyone safe. Honestly, it's going to be an interesting season to see if we're going to have a resurgence. Or if we're going to see things level off, will sporting events have to cut back on attendance? Will restrictions come into play? Will players that are not vaccinated have to go through, and it's going to vary, go through different regimen as far as testing? I mean, what's going to happen? It's going to probably be school to school because, again, this is where we don't have an NCAA with a uniform 
and you can't get uniformity because you can't get at least 130 individual kingdoms here in college football to agree. All right, quick timeout. we got to catch up on our break. We'll come back and we will wrap it up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw hard seltzer. It is made pure. It's been a while since we had a check-in from North Carolina, but Chuck is joining us. I believe he's listening to us streaming at WRVC.com and on TuneIn or the WRVC app. Chuck, welcome. It's been a it's been a while. We're getting closer to football season. How's North Carolina? Hey, Paul, it's great. It's, it's been stocky. You know, it has been a while. But uh, I know we're running out of time, so I'll make this as quick as I can. Oh, you got a few minutes. Follow, Go ahead. Following all the realignment stuff, I'm kind of starting to get worried. And I know there's a lot of dominoes still left to fall and everything's real fluid. But if you just Google, you know, the general realignment and how it all shakes out, there's not much talk about Marshall in any movement at all. I mean, even Chuck Langman, you haven't seen an article you know, Gilbert put out something in the Gazette the other day saying basically that they're just going to stand by and wait to see what happens. And I'm worried, you know, you've got an athletic director that's an interim athletic director that may or may not be the athletic director in the future and a president on the way out. Like, should Marshall fans be worried that we're going to get passed over again like we did a few years ago? And, I mean, I understand, like I say, there's a lot still yet to, to happen, but do you think there's some workings behind the scenes? Because I hope that there is to try and leverage, you know, Marshall to a better conference or a better spot. What are your thoughts on I hope that there are some conversations being held right now. I don't think Gilbert would just blurt that out, that maybe there could be realignment. I don't know if you're going to see the Sun Belt and Conference USA kind of mesh together. Right now, the Sun Belt's in a stronger position. Marshall is unfortunately not in a strong position because the conference is in – isn't as good as the rest of the conferences top to bottom. I mean, I'm just I'm illustrating a point here with using CBS's rankings. They rank everybody 1 to 130 and the bottom 20 is Conference USA. So, a school like Marshall can Marshall make a jump to an American type situation? You know, can Marshall afford to make a jump? Would Marshall just be a bottom feeder in the American as far as the finances is concerned? I mean, I think a lot of this is being evaluated right now. But at the same time, if you make this move, it's a football-only move. I mean, you're taking everyone else with you as far as all your other programs and your coaches and, and soccer included. You're taking everybody. But you know, it's it's going to be a football move only. And I don't know if Marshall is in a position just yet to make a jump because what does what does Marshall offer the American? Let's just use them as the example. Use that league. What can Marshall give the American that makes the American covet Marshall? Yeah, I, I agree, and especially if the American picks up any of the Big 12 members. I mean, you see a lot of stuff saying they're aggressively going after all eight. I, I don't see all eight, but, you know, even if they would get a handful, like I think there's no chance of the American, but like you said, even the Sun Belt, something, the Sun Belt would give you, you know, Appalachian State, Coastal Carolina, you know, maybe you could throw in Liberty in one of these conferences, too. I mean, something more regional and something that the fans would actually care about a little bit more. And 
you know, basically, like you said, anything's better than Conference USA right now in football. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy Middle Tennessee and I enjoy Western Kentucky. Sure, I, I think those are great teams to, to have a rivalry with. I care. Yeah, I care if Marshall wins and loses against Western Kentucky. Same with Middle. And you would hope that Charlotte and Old Dominion and the Florida schools would really rise up. But right now, it's UAB, it's Marshall, it's FAU, it's Louisiana Tech, it's UTSA, and you hope Western can come up a little bit. But it's a little bottom-heavy right now in this league. Uh, and, and Marshall still has to go out and improve itself. you got a new coach with a lot of energy. you got to go out and prove that you are able to compete because Marshall's only won the conference championship once. We're talking about Marshall trying to figure out its future, win the conference a few times. That would help definitely solidify your chances to make that jump next level. Yeah, that's a good point. You talked about financially, too. I don't remember when it was, but a few months ago there was an article talking about just where the athletic department budget was as far as on Conference USA, and I can't remember, but it, was, it wasn't even in the upper part of Conference USA, so... You know, it might just be wishful thinking, but thanks for taking my call, and we'll probably talk to you later on. All right, looking forward to it. I appreciate the phone call from North Carolina of all places. And don't forget, you can always listen to the show live. We stream at WRVC.com. You can also download our app. You can do it for your iPhone or your Android. And if you download our app, it's sort of a one-stop shop because you can listen to the show live and listen to the station also, you can grab the podcast there as well. It goes directly to the app. So if you want to listen to the podcast or listen to the station, you got it all in one single app. Just go to WRVC.com. We get the links for you for the iOS and Android stores or your Google Play and your iPhone store. All right. Marshall, conversation, realignment. What if realignment is basically the SEC getting a little bigger? And the rest of the leagues maybe chew among themselves. Maybe we get whittled down to four. Instead of having big five here, the power five, the autonomy five, maybe the scenario here, what this could be it. The scenario is maybe the Big 12 gets eaten up or the Big 12 maybe pulls a couple of teams from the American See, again, I don't I don't know if that does the trick here. I don't know if that does anything. I mean, what's going to move the needle? I mean, does Colorado just join the Big Ten and say, look, okay, you know what? We're going to go this direction. Maybe the Big 12 goes after the Pac-12. And the Big Ten maybe grabs a couple of teams and says, you know what? We're going to be a little proactive here. All of a sudden, you got Colorado. Wouldn't Colorado be cool? Put them, hey, look, Colorado, Nebraska, yearly basis. Wow, doesn't that sound familiar? That would be fun. I mean, you gotta give you gotta give your your alumni a reason to care. And I know that's gonna be difficult because you care about winning, for one, but at the same time, you gotta give your fan base a reason to care. And if you're Kentucky yeah, you might be middle of the pack in football, but you care because you you got rivals there, long established rivals, and that's why I think West Virginia, the ACC, it would give Mountaineer fans more reason to care. I don't know if you make Conference USA better, if Marshall can maybe work its way into the American. I don't, 
I don't know where this is going to end up because right now we don't know what the other conferences are going to do because that's where the dominoes are going to have to fall. And where the dominoes fall will determine where the group of five schools might be most vulnerable or at least the leagues as far as trying to realign. The MAC's not going anywhere. Mid-American Conference is staying the same. That's at least one thing that I can I can count on. I can count on the MAC. That does it for this edition. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We're getting closer to football season, so I'm excited because that means we're going to be ramping things up here sooner than later. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.